0: He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going to just be silent. Cinderella story, out of nowhere, a former now about to become the Masters champion. <clears throat> it looks like I'm a
1: wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole!
0: Hello and welcome to week 118 of the Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. My name is Barry O'Hanahan and this week I'm joined by Steve Bamford of Golf Betting System to help preview the 98 PGA Championship from Baltusrol in New Jersey. Steve, welcome back to a Good Talk Spoiled. It has been the entire length of two weeks since you were last on the show. How are you keeping?
2: It seems like we've fitted four major championships into about four weeks, doesn't it? I think
0: it really does feel like that i'm starting to resent the olympics somewhat now because of it being just not very any time to breathe so um... but it's so
2: bad if they were attracting all the best players wouldn't it?
0: <laughs> not not wouldn't be the worst but um... yeah
2: but in general i'm doing very well it's um... it's an interesting conundrum i think this pga championship and it's one of those i don't know it's one of those majors i always look forward to you know, quite, I don't know, I'm not really a US Open fan, I'll be proud, but I do like the PGA Championship, there's been some fantastic finishes in recent years
0: Very true, very true um, I was forward to it, it does, they seem to figure have figured out the formula to make it a very exciting finish and um, one aspect in particular this week the two finishing par 5s, I think that might help us have, uh, kind of juice that up a little bit more even, with a bit of luck
2: yeah, there was an interview I watched this morning, actually. Uh, I forgot the guy's name, but I've seen the guy quite a lot on, on the... He's PGA of America employee, and he basically sets the courses up. And he says, they, the PGA of America, unlike the USGA, have absolutely no interest in target scores whatsoever. All they want is an excellent tournament on a testing course and uh, an exciting finish. And he said they even, you know... Uh, They'll often put some of the easiest pin positions in play on the, on the Sunday to try and get you know players from off the pace, uh, you know, to get on a, get momentum and, and, and get a good you know get to, get a good finish built up a good drama if you like and, and that comes through, doesn't it? It comes through pretty much every year.
0: Absolutely. Who are we to argue with that formula? It's uh, the last two have in particular, I suppose, are in recent memory. But they have been absolutely fantastic. So. And fingers crossed uh, we get the same treatment this weekend.
2: I think um, I think the course this week, the lower course at Bolter's Walter, Row, I think um, it could be a slightly different test to some of the ones that we've seen yeah, in, in the last couple of years. Valhalla, um, that was a course that uh, before... Uh, Rory won there in 2014. I think one of the I think one of the tournaments there had been won at 18, 19 under, so you could tell it was scorable. um Whistling straights I mean, was it in 20 under the Jason Day one out. It was it was major record, wasn't it? it? That that course was there for the taking. It was very soft. Um, there wasn't any real difficulty to it, apart from the fact it was hellishly long. I think this week the test is going to be a lot more stringent. Um, in terms of US Open PGA, the course itself, I think it's hosted something on the region six or seven US Opens in its history, and only one PGA Championship, which, which we, you know, we all know is 2005, the year that uh, Phil Mickelson won. But that in itself tells you quite a story that has hosted a lot of US Opens. Now, those US Opens weren't particularly punishing from a scoring perspective. But any course that does hold the US Open has to be, you know, on the difficulty scale, pretty pretty stringent. And I think that's what's going to happen this week. I don't think this is going to be a, um, a 17, 18, 19 under type affair. Although I said that before, we're all true and look what uh, Stenson and Mickelson did. But saying that, I mean, there was like 10, 12 shots up and the rest of the field. But it's, I think it's going to be quite a stern test this week. I really do.
0: It certainly appears that way. Um, Give us a few of the characteristics of the course and what the guys are going to be facing this week. Uh, It looks very... um, It's long for a par 70.
2: Yeah, it's just a snitch under um, Chambers Bay and also Atlanta Athletic Club. A few, I think that was 2011, the year Bradley won. They, they, were, they were very, very long past 70s. So I think this is within 30, 40 yards. It's long. Um, it rained last night as well, so the course is going to potentially play quite long. There is a forecast for rain uh, Friday afternoon, which could take the players off. Well, it will take the players off if it's a thunderstorm. It looks like it prolonged. Uh, the forecast actually looks like that that Thunderstorm activity might actually start eking into the morning's play as well. So you can see a golf course that by Saturday is going to be quite damp. Now that obviously shouts to me two particular players. We'll, we'll talk about that in a bit. But the course itself, it's um, it's a Tilling, Tillinghast design. Um, he's famous for courses in and around um, New York. His courses are traditionally quite stringent they're very very straight you won't get many dog legs there are a couple but the the course itself plenty of straight holes um tree lined it, it this isn't an open affair like oakland was um it's tree lined on pretty much every hole water isn't in play on many holes there are a couple of creeks the fifth is the signature hole that does feature water um and, I don't know, it just looks like one of those courses that you've really got to, uh, call, uh, the players have got to respect. Now, it's interesting, my favourite word, interesting. If, you look, if we're looking at other Tillingcast uh, cast, uh, tracks, just for you listeners, and they want to look at previous leaderboards, uh, US Open at page in 2002. They also did the 2000, uh, 2006 was winged for won by Jeff Overwin. 2009 was Beth Page. Of course, the 05 PJ was hosted here. And Tillingcast courses are also played quite often at the Barclays, which, as we know, is New York's uh, FedEx Cup playoff uh, stop off. So Beth Page was 2012, Ridge and also Ridgewood 2010 and 2014. They're actually playing Page in a few weeks' time as well, the 2016 Barclays. So um, some, there's a lot of leaderboard information to take into account there. Uh, quite a few players appear on quite a few of those leaderboards more than once. Um, but I just, when trying to unlock, you know, and get a view on this, I looked at players that have obviously played well here in the future uh, in the past. Now, 1993, the U.S. Open. Was won by Lee Jansen. Now, Lee Jansen, you think, short hitter. Bermuda uh, Bermuda positive Jansen used to be. Quite, you know, quite short, quite accurate, a Jim Furick type. And if you look at the courses where he's he's won in the past, I'll just take you through some names. Some of them will be quite interesting. TPC Scottsdale he won out. He won the Booz Allen Classic at TPC Avenel. And just a couple of other players jumped off the list there TPC Avenue. That used to be a regular PJ Tour stock. Names that jumped out at me, winners of that course, were Sergio Garcia, Adam Scott, Steve Stricker. He also won the Players' Championship at TPC Sawgrass. And he won at Tucson, which he's done well at. Ogallby links well to wingford Kevin Nass, Steve Stricker, Bubba Watson done well, did well at Tucson. And also Westchester. Now Westchester used to be the regular home of the Barclays Classic, which then became the Barclays and then obviously started touring various different courses. But it used to be hosted every year at Westchester. And if you look at Westchester, Garcia has won there in the past, Steve Stricker's won there in the past, Lo and behold Adam Scott's won there in the past, and Jim Curick's also got a very good record at Westchester. So there's a few things to go off. That's just looking at Lee Janssen. If you then look at uh, 2005, the PGA Championship, it was a cracking tournament. It actually spilled over onto the Monday. Uh, four under one. it. You can find uh, some good coverage of the final few, uh, final six or seven holes on YouTube. And it was a pretty much... Well, there were a lot of players in the mix, but in the end, it was lefty the triumph, uh, with Steve Elkington and Thomas Bjorn uh, just behind him. And if you look at Lefty, you now Lefty's one everywhere, isn't he? But it's interesting, he's got a decent record at TPC Scottsdale. He's also one at TPC Sawgrass. Now I know Phil Mickelson isn't your know, archetypal TPC sawgrass player, but he was good enough and elite enough to win around then. We know you know you and I have discussed TPC Sawgrass in the past. It doesn't tend to favour many kinds of players, it just it's the player that's playing the best at the time. I mean, just look at Jason Day this year. Um but if you also look at Steve Elkington, he won the PGA Championship in 1995 at Riviera. Now Riviera links him very well to players like Sergio, to Adam Scott, who went very well there this year. Uh, Dustin Johnson's got a great record at Riviera, as has Bubba Watson, who's won there twice. He also he won the uh, he won the 95 PGA at Riviera. He also won the Players Championship twice at TPC Sawgrass. So, interesting little snippets, I think. And, and when you go back to that, that 2005 PGA Championship, I'm just running through, like, uh, who was the prominent throughout the tournament. I'm seeing names like Stephen Ains. Well, he's won the Players' Championship. Ben Curtis. He's won the Players' Championship. Uh, ben Crane was uh, just off the lead after a couple of rounds. He's great around TPC Sawgrass, or has been in the past. Jerry, Jerry Kelly, of all people, was second after 36 holes. He's come very close to winning the Players' Championship. And Davis Love III was tied with Phil Mickelson uh, after 54 holes around um, around strupp And he's got a great record at TPC Sawgrass. So, there's...
0: there's definitely something in the fact that players that can play around that that stadium course did, have done very well in the last two renewals here at uh, Bolter's Row. I can't explain why but there's definitely something in that. And just, just for the listeners what, what are usually the key trends for players doing well at TPC Sawgrass I mean obviously fairies and regulation I remember being quite a key um, thing to have um, for the week for doing well there. Any other key characteristics that help a player succeed at TPC Sawgrass that'll help them this week?
2: The whole, the whole design of TPC Sawgrass, the stadium course, it's Pete Dye, and it was all about not favouring any particular type of player. The best player of the week went to tournament. It's interesting because Jason Day won it this year, and he was spreading the uh, spreading the ball all over the place. Ricky Fowler wasn't overly accurate the year before. But prior to that, and they seem to have changed the setup the last couple of years at Sawgrass. But prior to that, it was all around longish, straight hitting, and lots of greens regulations. It was ball strikers' paradise, effectively. And you know the likes of you've only got to go through the winners' list. and the Henrik Stenson's won there. Sergio Garcia's got a fantastic record. There, Jim Fury's done there, done well there. Martin Keimer's won there. All great ball strikers, yeah? Not the greatest putters in the world, not the greatest short game experts, but all straight long enough and particularly
0: good grinders. So that kind of to me paints a picture around the kind of player that I think we're looking for this week of ball drunk. Alright, here we go. So
2: And if you can throw in a sprinkling of northeast decent results, you know, players that have done well around New York or in Boston or those kind of locations, New York State, I don't think that's a bad thing either, just for obvious reasons.
0: So, with all of that said, let's start talking about the field and who are the favourites, and then we'll go down a little bit, try to identify a few value a bit of value, and then we'll get to your picks and uh, who we think is going to do it this week so top of the batting is dustin johnson how about that well he's the best
2: player on the planet right now isn't it that's clear yeah um, he's got a great record in the North, in the new york area um he's won tournaments here in the past it's interesting you, you look at the tilling car, uh, the tilling task um results and he was third at beth page in 2012. Uh, so he's obviously got um, a record there in terms of being able to play Tim Card and Bet Page black is another. that's another stringent, stringent goal course. Um, I think eight to one's a fair price. I think he's got a fair chance as well, I really do. Oh, uh, did he show signs of Glen Abbey of not sort of starting to feel the strain or he has played a hell of a lot of goal for the last few weeks and months. Uh, you know, he felt the strain he finished
0: second. I think he looked bored as Glen Abbey, not focused, didn't really care, just just get through the week, keep the game ticking along nicely. I, well, He never really looks interested, does he? His facial expression is always pretty cool and collected, but I just got a feeling he was very, very chilled out. The it.
2: interesting stat that grabbed me from Glen Abbey was that he was in the top 10 for driving accuracy and he was banging it 330 yards. Yeah. <laughs> Now, if he plays the same golf this week, there's absolutely no way that he doesn't feature on Sunday.
0: Absolutely. I mean, his worst results in his last seven outings has been ninth, so... Uh, he,
2: he plays the RBC Canadian Open purely because of his lifts to Wayne Gretzky, yeah? Uh-huh. uh um, And he just feels that he needs to. And, you know, when you've won the US Open and you've won the WGC Bridgestone and you know you've got a fantastic chance at the PGA Championship. Like you say, I don't think he was overly fussed about what was going on over me. He just wanted to keep that game in a, in a state of, you know, uh, that it has been. I think that became clear. I think he's got a cracking chance. He doesn't fit the CPC Sawgrass model whatsoever. But like we said, You know, there's also some decent links in there, especially with Elkington to Riviera. Again, another stringent golf course. Very tough golf course, Riviera Country Club. And in my analysis, um, at the moment, Dustin Johnson, I I tend to run this over a moving window of five years. He ranks as best classical golf course player in the field, in my analysis. Above, I'll just read you the names. Jason Davis 2nd. Justin Rose third, Bubba Watson fourth, and Rory McIlroy tied with Matt Kuchar, Brank Stedeker in fifth. So Johnson, yeah, eight to one, deservedly so. I wouldn't put it off anyone putting any money on Dustin Johnson.
0: That's a pretty elite list to be leading. Um, yeah, it's
2: pretty accurate, I think. Yeah, isn't far away
0: either. I would imagine, yeah. Um, so following up, uh, just behind Justin Johnson in the betting are uh, Rory and Jason, who are about somewhere between eights, nines, and tens. I think Rory's marginally uh, favoured ahead of Jason. Yeah, you know, I've seen Rory
2: at nines on the main, and Jason day at ten. I, then, you know, let's cut to the quick. For me, and this, you, we we want opinions, don't we? I don't fancy Jason day this week. I have to be. It has to be said. Um, it doesn't look like the market fancies him over. He's drifting, if anything. I don't think people fancy Jason Day. He does look to me, and that came across last week. I don't know if he was disinterested last week, and he and he does mention it in a lot of interviews. He says, being world number one, is it, bloody stressful. And I think he's kind of coming to the point where that 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 good play of, of the early summer, late spring has, has disappeared, is not it, I think? I don't think Jason Day is going to hit nearly enough greens or nearly enough fairways, that's his problem this week. Rory McIlroy, I think especially with the rain that came in yesterday, with the rain the that's forecast, I think Rory could win this. I also think that this is probably the course that suits him the best and the championship that suits him the best of all the four majors, full stop. Uh, twice a winner. I think it's three other top tens at the PJ Championship. Um, target score probably not the kind of mid teens that he likes. I think it is potentially a little tight for him. The only thing I don't like in his game at the moment is he isn't hitting as many greens that he's favoured for. And when he does play well, he, he, he you know as we know he's he's a top three GIR kind of guy. Um, but nine to one. Again, he's got a half the decent record around TPC Sawgrass,es he? and he played Riviera this year and was right up in the mix until the final round. So yeah, I think McElroy is a, he's definitely going to be a factor. I would take McElroy over day and I really don't fancy Jordan Spieth whatsoever. When was the last time we saw 16-1 to 1 on Jordan Spieth? Uh,
0: I don't know. A long time now, isn't it? So we probably could be la- last year. Early last year.
2: I would assume it was kind of Copperhead Tran um, Championship ish last year. It's I think he won that four teams last year and that was that was his second PJ tour event, and then he went on that hellish run. So that you know that, that tells you the state of Jordan Spee's game right now. Right. I, I, I just I cannot see him being in the picture whatsoever.
0: And, and based on the way he's been playing recently, that's not a great price either. No. I don't think so. Um Right beside him in the betting then is um, my favourite player in the whole world, uh, superstar Swedish superstar Henrik Stenson. It's inter- It's going to be an interesting one to see how he goes this week. Obviously, he's playing phenomenal golf, but he is only two weeks removed from that breakthrough major win at uh, Royal Troon. So it'll um, it's a little bit of an unknown how he'll go this week.
2: I think the course will suit him down to the ground. I think he's got an excellent record um, in this part of America. Um, I think Jordan Spieth last year went first major, second major. Dustin Johnson went uh, US Open, and then he won the Bridgestone Invitational. So it is all about Henrik, isn't it? It's all about what kind of state of mental mentally, is he going to be still playing the phenomenal goal we saw at Royal Troon, or, or, or will that tapered off? That is the big question. So, I don't know. Listen, listeners will have various views on it.
0: Yeah, he's, he's, he's got history with you know, winning back-to-back events. There's no reason to see him not having a good chance of doing it. it does, Like we said, it sets up great for him, and he'll be able to um, get that three-wood Bomb or the nuke of a three woods, and he'll just put the ball into play. Um, maybe
2: interesting here. Lefty, you know, Lefty obviously O five. you know, Lefty buccaneering absolute animal off the team when he was a young guy. I mean, in fact, he could still back at 330, 340 if he wants to. But his style of play is, and this is what's happened now with the new Phil, the 45 year old Phil, who's obviously. Um, He's been working very closely with the new coach and you can see it's really come to fruition. He wants to hit fairways, he wants to hit greens now. And back in 2005, lefty was something silly like 76. But he was almost bottom in the field for driving distance. And that isn't Phil Mickelson, it certainly wasn't Phil Macklison in 05. But that does suggest it really is a Henrik Stenson course because we know a players championship winner plays well at TPC Sawgrass, um, hits fairways hits greens like no other player in golf at the moment if he is right mentally and he's keeping that momentum going because he's going to be in a group with Dustin isn't he he's going to be in a group with Danny Willett they have the three major winners together if he takes it on from true I, I, I think Stenson will be a factor that, that, that's undoubted it's this question mark about how he handles that rule true breakthrough and in the past as you said he has won back to back he actually won the, I think it was the Dubai Desert Classic and then went and won the World Match Play, which was hardly, you know, you know that was a decent level goal tournament. And go back to 2013, when he went through that whole summer of seconds and thirds, second and third, across US Open major championships and every tournament in between, he then went on a roll, didn't he? He won at TPC Boston, he then won the Tour Championship at East Lake. he'd never even seen the course before. And we know at East Lake's a tremendously difficult classical golf course. He then went and won the um, he won the, the, the European Tour T P uh, Tour World Championship, didn't he? At Earth Course, he can string together long periods of fantastic play. Henry,
0: yeah, just the, the unknown factor now is that major breakthrough into psyche and um, yeah. there's an, I I'd be a huge fan of seeing him go on this week, but I think um, I'm winning this week. But I think that that prize for him. It's just I, there's a little too many unknowns, um, just in the psychology of him coming into this week and how he'll go for me to pick him. Um, somebody who will be kind of try, kind of leveraging on the breakthrough major win at, you know at a late stage of his career will be Sergio Garcia. And will this give? Will seeing Henrik win two weeks ago give him renewed confidence that he can go out and win? But
2: well, they're very good friends, aren't they? Because. Um Touchdown in Switzerland, didn't he? The day, the morning after winning, right. yeah. Did you, did you see the players there? It was like a it was like a, it was amazing. Adam Scott was there, Zach Johnson, Billy Horshaw and he he walked straight over to Sergio, giving him the biggest hug. And Sergio, you could tell, was absolutely over the moon that he won it. Um, if we look at the if we look at the courses that we've mentioned, um, Sawgrass, uh, Westchester. His record around New York is absolutely fabulous, Sergio. I've tipped him up. Um, I managed to get on him yesterday at thirty to one.
0: Very and nice.
2: At the moment, I cannot see anyone offering bigger than 25 mm-hmm. um, he was anti-post. Um, you could grab forty to one, and that was uh, that was last week. Even uh, the end of la- at the end of last week, and then. Could just see people coughing on to the fact that he's such a great player in these parts. And he does love a Timmy Carr's course. So, you know, the, the, the three players that really seriously interest me in this tournament, apart from the obvious being DJ McElroy, the Stenson conundrum, the Phil Mickelson conundrum. Who knows what happens with Phil? I know Paul, my partner in crime, Paul and Williams, who's the European Tour expert on, on the site. Um, he's pulled to get a first round leader uh, a first round leader bet. he's gone for Phil because Phil is actually going out nice and early on Thursday and he just thinks that Phil's going to keep that momentum going uh, 22 to 1 it's a tight old price but who knows how Phil's going to react that's the point isn't it yeah. and he does like to perform off of the back of a of a, of a, of a play the previous week. And I know that he's played three weeks out of four, so that probably isn't going to be so much of a factor. But it's how Henrik plays, it's how Phil plays, and it's how Sergio plays, that that those three are very, very interesting plays, I think. And then, of course, Adam Scott. And Scott, he hasn't done a lot for a while, has he? But if you actually look at his numbers, he's still hitting tonnes of greens. Adam's problem of late has been that he's been very, very un-Adam-like off the tee, he's been spreading the ball. Um, quite a lot of the team so you know 35 to 1 still available Adam and as we, re- as we rolled off earlier he's won at Sawgrass got a great record of Westchester um, all of the courses that you want to see results on he's done very well at so Adam Scott could be a potential I would say shock you know, he, he wouldn't shock you if
0: Adam Scott was involved but he certainly isn't an 8 to 1 shot he's a 35 to 1 shot who I think, you know, if, 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 if he's worked on his driving and he, and he plays to the best of his ability, he'll be a definite factor as well. Yeah, there's a big big requirement on accuracy this week with five, reports of five-inch rough off the fairways. Um, that's not, that's not going to be fun at all to try and get the ball out of. Where they you...
2: say it's graduated. I, I saw something this morning. Okay. Players. They say it's graduated, so if you're within sort of two, three yards, it's playable. If you go wider of that, you are you are seriously in the uh, in the poop because you know this course contains, I think, it's something silly like six or seven four hundred and fifty yard par plus par fours.
0: <laughs> so you need the big dog out there, and you need the big dog going very well. I read.
2: That's the only thing against Lefty, isn't it? He he played he played a lot of irons and a lot of utility clubs off the um, off the, the tee at Royal Troop because he could this course is almost too long for that you've got to hit a lot of drivers especially if that course is going to be playing soft
0: yeah be interesting to see how soft it got I mean the, the long drive competition today the guys were who uh, was Ben Ahn hit at 347 Rory 345 Colsarts 341 so I mean they, they've had a pretty dry summer up there and the temperatures are quite high so uh, I suppose it just depends on how much rain falls over the course of the tournament.
2: Because if, if, if those guys are hitting it 350, yeah, I don't know what hole they chose. There's, there's one particular downhill hole there, but if they're banging it 340, 350, they must still be getting a good 20, 25 yard of rope.
0: Yeah, yeah. It just would be interesting to see. It depends really how much rain falls over the course of the event. They're, the te- yeah. the temperatures are high, what low 30s, high 20s, low 30s, which is in Fahrenheit, you know. Mid to high 80s, if not early 90s, so you know there's pl- plenty of heat there to dry out a little bit of rain if it falls.
2: Yeah, I don't think it's about Haller, I really don't think it's about Haller, so mm. I, I don't think it's going to be that. I, 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 I yeah, I, I think you've answered the question, unless it really, really is head, he, you know, like heaven of rain on Friday that
0: completely changes the golf course. Yeah, yeah it has been particularly dry there. <laughs> All right. Um, so one sort of under the radar player in Adam Scott Justin Rose has had a, has been very lightly raced this year it appears he's been very quiet he's had an injury It's he's supposed to be ready to go and loves the classical golf courses do we see Rose in figuring this week or is he still just is he too lightly raced to actually get the competitive uh, game to the right level for this tournament I can see
2: Justin being in the mix, the thing with Justin is, and if you look at his record, it's absolutely uncanny how it happens. He always has to have a top 10 before he wins a gold tournament. So, that precludes me from backing him on that basis if I'm searching for a winner. If you're looking for a value each way shout, um, and you're you you know you're backing a couple of players this week, I think there were worse um, each way uh, backs than Justin Rhodes. Because, like you said, he's got the power off the tee, um, he can be very accurate. On the tee. He's a he's a great quality ball striker. He did it lots of greens at Royal Troon, and I'm still I still don't think that Justin Rose is a decent links golfer. So he is hitting greens.
0: So um, this golf course, should suit him down to the ground, yeah. Mhm. All right. Um, on to Ricky Fowler, winner at TPC Sawgrass, the Players Championship. He's been a bit messy recently, hasn't he?
2: Uh, he just. I don't know. It all seemed to get a bit too much for him this year. At his turn of the year, he won that tournament on the on the golf swing, and he was it was all of a sudden Ricky was part of the big three. He was the big four with Ricky. Um, and then he, he's been playing some very consistent golf, but not winning. I think that TPC Scottsdale issue that he had might have hurt him more than we actually ever thought it would do. Um, he, hasn't done a, he hasn't done a major amount since. He, he completely... Round U.S. Open, was terrible. Um, there was there were signs last time out of Royal Troon that he was playing a little bit better, but he wasn't hitting
0: nearly enough greens at True. And if you're not hitting greens this week and you're not hitting fairways, I found if he was in decent nick, I could see him really loving this golf course. But well, I just don't think he's playing well enough. Um, mm. Yeah, and no, I, I agree with you. He's just uh, we all love to see Ricky play well, but just something's not right at the moment. Um, a straight golf course and Bubba Watson don't seem to be a match made in heaven, but he, he's a great ball striker, and as you said, he's in that, what, your running list of the top five um, classical golf golf course golfers or performers over the last five years.
1: Yeah.
0: What's up with Bubba? Bubba's been, he, t- he took off like a greyhound out of the traps and Troon and then got lynxed, because, well, that's what happens to Bubba on lynx golf courses, so, does he does he bounce back here with a performance, or where, where are we I at? Think, uh, I think I think Bubba's got a performance coming. Um, he was 10th at Beth Page in 2012
2: uh, at the Barclays. He was also 18th at Beth Page in the 2009 US Open. Um, so that's kind of fringy, tilling cast form. Um, he's played well at two which was linking in with Janssen. I... He's, he's great at Riviera, but as you say, you know Riviera does feature a lot of dog legs and it also fancy. It also uh, tends to. It's the kind of course where he can shake the ball as he as he lo- loves to. Uh, I, I just don't think it. I just don't think he's playing a well enough, or b the course is quite going to suit him He didn't hit a lot of fairways, at true, and that does tend to signify when he's going to have an upturn in his fall But Bubba's Bubba, if he he's mm-hmm. a feature he's not one of those players that tends to build into forward you see what I mean all of a sudden he's there and he's competitive so yeah you know 40 to 1 I, I, I take Bubba over say Matt Kuchar who's next in the he's uh, next in the in the betting um, but 40 to 1 is 40 to 1 isn't it
0: that's true Matt, Matt Kuchar just does not win enough for me the guy I don't know there's something in his mental makeup that he just doesn't, have, doesn't seem to have that killer instinct at the very very end um, there's a lot of very good players, though, in around this 50 to 1 price, which is always a big tempter for uh, us punters. So you've Brandon Grace, Patrick Reed, Brandt Snedeker, who played so well last week, Charles Schwartzel, who's been having a great season, Brooks Kepka, JB Holmes, Martin Keimer, Zach Johnson. There's a lot of very good players there at very tempting prices. Do any of them stand out for you?
2: Well, Grace, uh, does love, a te- he loves a hard golf course, he loves a technical golf course, he's long, he isn't only accurate on the tee, um, and he isn't hitting a lot of greens in regulation at the moment, even that performance at Oakmont, he was very low down the uh, GIR kind of rankings, um, is he, he was up at 66 to 1, which was a crazy price for Grace, I still think there's a little bit of juice at 55, so I wouldn't put anyone on backing Grace. I don't see this being a Patrick Reid course. I do see this being a Brad Snedeker course. And Charles Sparzel, you always look at Charles' numbers, they're very, very impressive, but for me, I know he's won a, I know he won the uh, Masters, but you actually look at his major record outside of that win, he doesn't tend to really, he doesn't tend to deliver at major championships, Charles Sparzel. Coke has injured, he said they still say he's pretty much carrying an ankle injury. And J.B. Holmes, I'm, l- I'm looking at, at home. he's just a sea of blue. Lots and lots and lots of people fancy Holmes. At his price, he was 80 to 1 uh, Monday morning with a few firms. The best you'll get now is 70 at Boyles. He's mainly 60-60. He's as short as 50s. Um, Holmes is very popular. I know that you fancy, uh, fancy Barry. Oh, yeah. you know, he's, he's long. He loves classical golf courses. He's, he's not... Um, he's a decent putter on Poana, this is Ben Ben grass, Poana, so yeah, I, I think Holmes doesn't link in particularly well with the courses that I've mentioned, but he's playing fantastic golf, and as we've said in the past, you know, players that are playing particularly well, you can put them on any course, and uh, he does like a classical golf course, we know that, he's won at Quail Hollow. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't
0: put anyone off. But I think he's a decent shout I really do. Yeah, I've, 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 he's one of my big picks this week. Um, you know, he's good off the tee. He's got two top fives in the majors this year. This is supposedly the major where people can get their breakthrough major. So um, yeah, I, I like him a lot and see how he goes. Hopefully, uh, I can get back to back major winners. Would be very good. And Schwarzl is another one of my ones, even though he burnt me before by winning the Masters and killing a few other bets. Um, He's he's just playing nicely, and uh, if he can have, you know, if he can just keep his T degree game, green uh, to T game in, in check this week, and have a slightly above average putting week, I think he can contend. Um, and uh, you had Schne- Snediger is one of your picks, isn't he, Steve? Well, I'll just I'll, tell you, I'll run through the four that I've gone for you. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm
2: I'm going with Henry. I just. Could be a bad call or you know, toss of a coin to a certain extent, but I just think Henrik's quite a you know, he's forty years of age, he's he's quite mature, he knows that he's playing particularly good golf at the moment, and he's been playing good golf for quite a considerable length of time, just hasn't won enough golf tournaments. I think I could I could see Henrik and this this has kind of been a common theme in, in recent years, McElroy won a couple of majors back to back. Uh, We know that Jordan did. We know that Dustin went uh, major WGC a few weeks ago. I've got a sneaky feeling that Henrik will actually go really well around here, so I I put Henrik up as my uh, top tip, or shortest price tip anyway. I think Sergio uh, I just I think Sergio's playing some of the best goals of his career. I think he'll take a lot of uh, positives from Henrik's win. I'm not saying he wins. You know, most people think that Sergio hasn't got a major in him. But you know, he's got. A, if you were to look at all of the four majors, he'll never win at Augusta. Um, U.S. Open kind of suits, but maybe not sure. Very good at the Open Championship; always has been. And he, he's, he's got. He's had some ex, extremely good results at PGA Championships in the past. And as we said, he does play well around the big apple. He loves these goal courses. So I think he's got cracking chances this week, Sergio. I really do. Uh, I'm going for Brant Snedeker. Now, Brand isn't a ball striker. We know that Brand is uh, very much a, a short game specialist. But what Brand is, and it was interesting, isn't it, when I was reading through those names, uh, Dustin Johnson, Jason Day, Justin Rose, uh, these were the classical uh, ranking I had. Watson. Rory McIlroy, and then you've got Matt Kuchar and Brand Stedeker. Now Stedeker, he does play classical golf courses very, very well. Um, he was third at the Barclays at Bethpage Black in 2012. Um, he, I think I read, it was either five or six top ten in major championships. You just get the feeling he could be one of those American players that's just off the radar and eventually actually wins a major. I think he's good enough to win a major. He was um, very disappointed that he lost, at, uh, he lost the tournament last week at Glen Abbey. Because he's very good as well. If he gets into the league, he tends to convert. He didn't last week. But do you know what? That could be a godsend for him. Because I, when it comes to Poana and putting on Ben Poana or uh, Mix or pure Poana, there is not a better putter on this planet on Parana than Brad Schneider. And he's hitting, for him, a lot of greens. Enough greens for him to be competitive right now. I just get the sneaky feeling that he's one of these players that when he finds form, when he gets good results, he puts um, a second... Um, I remember earlier in the season he finished third at Capelure and then he went to the Sony Open. And I tipped him up that week. He'd never played the golf... I think he played there before Mr. the cup. And all of a sudden... He shot a low round in the first round. He's eight or nine under. He was right in the mix, and he finished second. You just get the feeling with Sneds, he does string great performances together, one after the other. I think he's got a good opportunity this week, Brad Snedeker. And my final tip, and if you you know if you're talking about Butler's role being one of these plays, it's all about ball striking. It's all about long, accurate driving. I think Jason Duffin is going to take a lot of beating. I think Duffman's playing some very good golf at the moment, and this course should suit him down to the ground. A real US Open and PGA Championship specialist, and I think a 100 to 1, which is still available, is an amazing price on Jason Duffman, I really do.
0: He won't be afraid of winning either, and that's a great that's price, great price on a good ball striker like him.
2: He's got a lot of reasons to do well this week, because he's, he's, he's on the fringes. He's, he's not a million miles away from an automatic spot on the Ryder Cup team either. And it's interesting, you know, Ricky Fowler's outside the automatic space, uh, places as it stands, which I found amazing. Um, of course, he'll get a captain pick. I know that. But Duff, no, if Duffner had a fantastic week this week. Won it, finished second or third. That's a lot of points. He's got a lot of reasons to play well, Jason Duffner. He's never going to be a brilliant Open Championship player, I don't think. But, I think he was 22nd, wasn't he? He was 8th at the US Open. He was 6th at Colonial a few, uh, couple of months ago. He's played some very tasty golf. And I don't see this being a putting contest. <coughs> I really don't. And he's long, you know, he can, bat- he can hit the ball 320 quite easily when he opens his shoulders. He's a long hitter, Jason up when he wants to put
0: Sneaky, sneaky long.
2: Sneaky long, sneaky long. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Okay. let We're now. We're now into the outsiders. There are, you know, good few firms with extra places this week. But then, um, who? Just before we get to the the offers from the bookies, who has Paul gone for for his long shots?
2: Steve Stricker. Um, and why not? Because he's got such a fantastic record, both in majors, but also in this part of the world. We mentioned Stricker earlier, didn't we? Across a lot of those courses. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was available at one, two, fives. The best I can see now is a hundred to one. Um, he's been well backed and quite rightly so. I, I think Steve Stricker. Uh, he just he just plays well in his part of the world. He's a great classical golf course player. You know, and it, the way that he, the way that he was uh, scrambling, and putting, and all true, back to his best, wasn't it? Fantastic. So Steve Stricker pulls on for quite rightly. He fancies, especially if there's a little bit of cut in the ground. Come um, Saturday, he fancies Kevin Chapel, 125 to one on Kevin. He's one of those players. Did he finish second at the uh, TPC Sawgrass this year? He likes a sterner test. Um, he's got major top fives in the past US Open. So Kevin Chapel, half a point. Paul's gone with him, 125 to one. He's got half a point with Stevie Stripper as well. He's also got Kevin Streelman at two fifties and Andrew Johnston at two fifties. Um, Kevin Streelman's another one that tends to play these kind of tougher goal courses because he's one of the guys that hits fairways, hits lots of greens. Uh, he was kind of semi in the mix of the US Open. Wasn't he? I think he finished sixteenth or something. Strillman, uh he he's uh, he's finished well on a couple of these um, tests in the past. Rich Ridgewood Tillinghast course. He was third in 2010. Steve Stricker was third in that one, by the way.
0: So yeah, he's not for, for Strillman and he's just gone with beef. Why not? He's riding the he's riding the wave, isn't he? He's,
2: he's riding the beef
0: wave. Yeah, um, I think he just signed a, a sponsorship with a a, a beef joint uh, outlet in the states or a beef joint restaurant chain. So I think with Arby's, is it? And um, so he's he's just loving it at the moment, isn't he? And. Um, He'll be he'll be huge a huge fan favourite this week, and if that's that's worth a few shots at least. He's
2: good for the game of golf. He really is. He, he, he's actually that's the, he's the kind of next generation, isn't he? Who uh, you know that's the kind of player that the young that the youngsters are going to actually be attracted to in terms of making you know, golf a game they want to play.
0: Yeah, no, he's he's just got all sorts of appeal. He's a great guy, and uh, the more the more of him we see, the better. I reckon.
2: No trouble at all. He, he's the kind of guy that would come on, come on, and that you'd have a fantastic chat with, with, the,
0: uh, with the guy. i will give that a shot. We'll, uh, we'll, let, we'll let him do well in the, uh, the PGA Championship this week, and give him a few days, and then I'll get in touch with him and see if we can we make something happen.
2: Any, any longer shots you like
0: who are my bets? Hang on a second. I, I have a couple... Uh, now that Bill Haas has broken his majors top 10 duck by, uh, well, almost backdooring it. With the, <laughs> but he made it into ninth there at the, the Open Championship. I think that was probably a big thing in his head. You know, you've journalists saying to him time after time after time, you know, why haven't you had a major top 10? He's finally got that duck off his back, and um, or the gorilla off his back. I think he'll be play a bit freer this week. And he likes the classical courses. Um yeah. Gary Woodland's playing quite well. Uh, hits it a long way. So, um, I mean, th- th- I'm, I'm, I'm never really sure what week Gary Woodland, Woodland is going to go well. But um, at, uh, I, I picked him up on Betfair on the exchange at 160 or something like that. So, you know, throw a few quid at it and see what happens and see can kind of convert it into a bit of equity at the end of the week. Scott Piercy's having a good season. Um,
2: yeah, yeah, fifth in the PGA Championship in the past at Oak Hill, which is New York State. And I tip Piercy because it's kind of a flick, flick of a coin whether he'd go well at Trude. He clearly hated the conditions. Yeah. But this is these, these are the kind of courses he likes. He loves Bedgrass, Grass, a Poe out of mixed greens. He's won twice. Two of his three are on those kind of mixed greens. He obviously played brilliantly at Bridgestone. Played fantastically at Oakmont. Um, I think 125 to 1 is a fantastic price on Piercy. I can see your logic on Haas. You know, Haas Spare Wayne green kind of guy, loves classical courses. I can see him going well as well. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm onto those. I, I've seen Finau spoken about a bit. I don't fancy Fee Yeah, like, what I. What I do like at a good price is Kevin Bradley because he's finding something.
0: That's a great show, actually. He's been, yeah, he has been, he has been showing up a bit more recently, hasn't he?
2: I know it's now an, an old fashioned statement. Old-fashioned stat, the old total driving stat. We don't talk like that anymore. Do we? It's, it's strokes gained from the team. But if you're looking for a better, longer, straighter gut driver, you won't find many better than Keith Bradley.
0: Uh, that is a good shout. He's uh, he's been popping his head up on leaderboards an awful lot more recently, and it's. Has. I mean, yeah. as, as 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 divisive a character as he is, you know, you don't want to see anybody who had that success just go off the boil completely and disappear. So. Um, you know, he's, it's, it's coming for
2: him it's coming together there's no doubt about that
0: do you think if he gets a win now in the next few weeks he could sneak it back to our Ryder Cup pick
2: well it's funny because Davis loved the third he said something today to the press uh, at the course out there that he's looking a lot deeper down the, uh, the Ryder Cup points than, uh, than he thought he would have to that kind of, you know, if you're looking for play, you know, I don't think he's looking quite as deep as Hunter may have.
0: <laughs> Poor Hunter. <laughs> but
2: I tell you what, he, he could certainly be looking at a Keegan Bradley. And he's starting to show something, isn't he? He played really well at Raw True for those first two and a half rounds. The putt, he's finally got his head around how he can actually putt half reasonably.
1: Mm,
0: he's just a, fi- a fiery character and, you know, an intimidating match play opponent. Um,
2: he's a well, you know yeah. these long courses, you know where where it's a real test off the tee, suiting down to the ground. So for me, you know, a little bit of 150 to one with Victor six places each way would not be a bad shout. I I think Keegan could do very well this week.
0: That's all right. Now, okay, so mentioning the places, get let's have a quick run through what bookies have what going on this week. It's not quite as juicy as we get for the opener for the Masters, but there are a few little deals to be had if you root around. What we've had in the past
2: is that a couple of firms at the PGA would have gone a genuine quarter odd seven places each way. I think it was Stan James and Skybet last year. Uh, but what's happened this year is there's a lot of bookmakers shouting seven places, quite rightly, but they're all going at 50 odd. So um, Skybet have done that, Paddy Power have been doing that the whole season. Uh, Coral are doing it, and William Hill are doing it. So, if you're comfortable with the 50 odds on your place, you'll get seven places of those four bookmakers. And let's be frank: if you're backing the likes of uh, Keegan Bradley, um, he's available at 125s across a number of those bookmakers. Um, if you're if you're backing the likes, you know, Kevin Niles out at 150s and players that are right out there, you now. You could make a case for someone like Aaron Badley who won. I actually tipped him a few weeks ago when he won at fifty fives. Um, Badley's playing some lovely golf at the moment, you know. Two hundred and fifty to one, and he's available seven places each way at Coral. So if you're backing players of that ilk and you're getting the fifth the odds, you know, it isn't a major problem to, to to on that kind of promotion. If you're one of these guys that know, I want the court, of the odds, I want the old traditional odds. Uh, the best two bookmakers this week are bet365 good old bet365 and stan jones have also got six places according to the odds Um, uh, so have betfair so have betway most of them the only bookmaker that's going standard odds this week uh, five places bullsport
0: a few of their prices are a little bit higher though aren't they in to make up for that Uh,
2: yeah if, if you're to take uh, you know they've gone down the river a bit different. If you're prepared to take five places each way and you're comfortable and you're really keen on a player uh, they're, they're best price on a, on a vast amount of players. Uh, that might change tomorrow morning. Uh, William Hill tend to go uh, William Hill tend to go best price on the top 12, 15 players as of eight o'clock tomorrow morning. Uh, so if, if 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 listeners are keen and you get the podcast out tonight, William Hill could be an option. But yes, if you're looking for a pure price, uh, Ball Sports are heading up. You know, I'll just you know DJ at the moment Jason Day, Stenson, Mickelson, Garcia, Scott Rose, Fowler, Watson. They're all best price with Ball Sports.
0: Okay, so it's a, it's an interesting tactic by them. You know, just separate themselves out from the rest of the gang.
2: Uh, absolutely yeah.
0: Any things going on the golf betting system monster that is your Facebook page? You must be close to four thousand at this stage now. Uh,
1: mm. It
2: goes, it goes, um, it goes on and on the uh, the success of the Facebook group. But yes, for new listeners, uh, we have a Facebook group, golf betting system. Um, come and join us. Lots and lots of uh, golf chat, fifty-two weeks a year, um, and some very. Very powerful knowledge on there from lots and lots of different golf punters who uh, know far more about golf than I do. Um, I tell you, i was just going to do quickly. I'll read out. The, you know, we do a predictor model where we've got a statistical model that's free to use a golf betting system, and we've had it we've had, had it since we started in 2009. I'll read you out the top ten uh, of my predictor model. What we do is I publish a predictor model, and so does Paul for every European Tour and Tour event and major using our knowledge and what we think is going to be important. Um, any that can come and use that completely free of charge and just throw in the variables that they want. You know, there's accuracy on their greens and regulation, form, um, top tens and all manner of stuff on there, scrambling, cutting. Top ten came out as this, Duffner at ten, Fowler nine, Jason Day eight, Adam Scott seven, Charles all six, Kuchal Charles five, Garcia four, Stenson three, McElroy two and DJ one that's what the statistics are saying this week um, apart from that nothing nothing special we've got the punters league as ever on the golf betting system group facebook group and um, yeah we've just we've been seeing some very healthy visitor numbers on the website the last couple of days so um uk. Um, as i said we we cover golf pretty much from the first tournaments Capaluru uh, in January, all the way through to the end of the season at the Earth Course. So, uh, for listeners who, 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 who want information, statistics, it's all free betting previews each week, come to Golf Betting System.
0: Yeah, love that website. It's a first port of call every week, and the Facebook group is just—it's so good, great reading and good banter as well. Uh, very enjoyable altogether. Come here, do you know what that list of your predictor model says to me, it just screams classical course golfers that top 10 there um, so uh, I think that's that's the key trends this week to bear in mind when uh, go- people are out there looking for their bets it is a good old fashioned straight in front of you new classical golf course, there's
2: no trips to it uh, you know there's no blind tee shots most of the holes are dead straight but you've got to hit that golf ball and you've got to keep the ball well. As the, as the professionals say, you've got to keep the ball in front of you.
0: There we go. All right, Steve. Listen, Thank you so much for joining us this week. Um, we hope your bets go really well. Um, to everybody listening in, we hope you enjoyed the preview there with Steve from Golf Betting System. You can follow Steve on Twitter. It's at Bamford Golf, and his colleague Paul is at Golf Betting. Don't forget the Facebook group, Group golf betting system. Um, wish you all the best of luck with your bets this week and above all, have a very enjoyable viewing experience of the 98th PGA Championship from Baltusrol. All the best, everybody. Bye bye. Bye, yeah Well, goodbye.
1: Bye bye.